This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. President Trump tells Chicago that help is on the way as he sends federal agents to help lower the crime rate. But some liberal mayors say his help is not welcome. And the Portland mayor tries to be woke as he joins protesters, but it only ends in heckling and tear gas. And the former Washington Redskins, they've announced their temporary name for 2020, and it is guaranteed to not offend anyone. <laughs> We've got a lot to get into, and it starts right now. Hey, welcome to the news and why it matters. I'm Hillary Kennedy. I am filling in for my favorite mama-to-be, Sarah Gonzalez, and I'm excited today to be joined by Two gentlemen that most of you at home probably know, but I'm just getting to meet for the first time. So I'm looking forward to a good chat today. First, we're going to start with Grant Stinchfield. Grant, you are the host of the Saturday Report on Newsmax, and then you, of course, are a favorite here at well, the News and Why It Matters. I appreciate that. I'm looking forward so, to the show with you today. Yeah, it's going to be a lot yes. of fun. I wanted to ask each of you a question before we get started. What are you doing right now to unwind, to get away <laughs> from all the heaviness of 2020? What do you do? Well, you know, because of what I do for a living, it's really hard to get away from it, as you guys know. Um, honestly, I, I've been traveling a little bit. And in fact, I'm going to Florida over the weekend. And flights, I think I got for fifty-six dollars nice. round trip. My fiance, me, and my son, like two hundred bucks total for the nice. three of us That's to amazing. fly to Palm Beach. Nice. So there, I will relax. I'll still do my show on Saturday, which would be great on Newsmax. But um, that, and then I just hang out in the pool at night and drink a vodka and kick back, throw the music on. That's the way to do it. What more could you ask for? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. That sounds great. I hope you have a good trip. And then I'm here with Eric July. And so, Eric, you are a Blaze TV contributor, and you are the host of For Cannon's Sake. I try. And tell me about something that you're doing to relax. Well, I'm a video gamer, so I've been playing a lot of uh, video games. Ghost of Tsushima is uh, a new game out for the PlayStation 4. It's a PlayStation 4 exclusive. I've been streaming that as well, playing a lot of that. So me being a big gamer, that's my thing. That I heard it, that's huge. Like yes. It's been trending all over social media. Absolutely. It is huge, and, man, I'm having a lot of fun with it. So it's funny, like, I'm playing it. I'm not even, like, worried about all the other stuff uh, that's going on. And to me, that's what, it, that's what it's about for this. I know a lot of... Those leftist types don't really like the fact that people use video games and comic books as this way of escapism. Yeah. But, you know, that's sort of what it is. It's so it's got to have that, right? Absolutely. My son's 11. He watches these streamers and these streamers make a fortune. Man, they make money bread, man. I hope you're getting part of <laughs> yeah, it. Buddy. I'm getting a little bit of something. Some. <laughs> it is true. Watching Twitch. I don't know if anybody else at home watches Twitch, yeah. but it's addicting. Yep. So it is kind of nice to just have that mental break. See somebody else having fun. Right. Good stuff. All right, so we're going to jump right into our first topic, um, and it is about Trump ordering federal officers to Chicago to fight the city's rampage of violence. He's saying helps on the way, and I think we have a clip of him talking about just that. For this reason today, I am announcing that the Department of Justice will immediately surge federal law enforcement to the city of Chicago. The FBI, ATF, DEA, U.S. Marshal Service and Homeland Security will together be sending hundreds of skilled law enforcement officers to Chicago to help drive down violent crime. 
and murderers and violent criminals are breaking a wide range of federal laws. We have that. It's as wide as it can be. We will find them, arrest them, and prosecute them. They will be in jail for many years to come. And we will work with local police to identify violations of state and local laws to help ensure that offenders are caught and jailed for their crimes. But we must remember that the job of policing a neighborhood falls on the shoulders of local elected leadership. Never forget that. Okay, so there are a lot of people that are upset about this, as you know, but 414 people have been murdered in Chicago this year. That's a 50 percent increase over last year. And then more than 1,900 people have been shot. Those are almost completely unbelievable numbers. Um, Yesterday alone, 23 people were shot in Chicago. Uh, 15 were shot uh, outside of a funeral home. And then even over Fourth of July weekend, nearly 80 people were shot. 12 people were were killed. So it seems to me this makes a lot of sense to finally send someone in who is going to try and put a stop to it. What do you guys think? You know what's amazing to me is when you look at the numbers of people shot, how many of those people were shot by police officers? I think in the state of Illinois and Chicago, you could count on one hand this year how many criminals were shot by police officers. And I don't even know if there's any unarmed criminals that were shot by police officers. The number is minuscule compared to that number. And the the hilarious thing through all this is The media wants to make this big deal that President Trump is sending federal agents into Chicago and Portland and other cities. This has been going on forever. We have Joint Terrorism Task Force in just about every city, major city in in America. You've got you've got uh, the DEA working with gang violence uh, police departments in just about every major city in, in America. This is nothing new, sending federal agents to help out local law enforcement. And in my opinion, the federal government has very few jobs that it should be involved in. One of those jobs is public safety. In my mind, it's the duty of the federal government to step in if local law enforcement, local leaders, specifically these liberal mayors, are not going to do something about it, which clearly they're not. They've enabled the violence to to unfold in their cities. What else is President Trump supposed to do? Agreed. What do you think, Eric? Yeah, see, this is um, like I was on the libertarian here at the table. And generally, when there is some sort of like federal, federal like overreaches, a lot of people would call it. I'm generally uh, against that, and I want to make that very clear. But like I said uh, the other day, I was on the show. We were talking about how it's not as black and uh, white as a lot of people like to make it seem when we talk about the recent instances of Trump or whoever sending actual federal agents to these communities, uh, whether it be in what was it, Portland or anything like that. My thing is that there's an issue going on in Chicago. I don't want to pretend like that isn't the case. That is absolutely a problem. It is uh, the the violence is an issue. That amount of people being shot is absolutely a problem. And I don't care where you're at on a political spectrum to deny that is the case is to be disingenuous. You know that it's a problem. Let's acknowledge it. And like you had mentioned, and this is where I've even had some arguments with you and my fellow libertarians about this, because they're like, aren't you worried about this leading to like precedent? Like we talk about the Patriot Act and the issues that those cause. And I'm all about acknowledging that precedent has been set. But like you said, This has been going on forever. The only thing now is that he has a megaphone and he's basically saying like, hey, we're sending these guys here to deal with this. Had he not said it, 
what had been going on in a lot of major cities, including Chicago, where you have federal uh, law enforcers actually working with local police officers. And like he like Trump had said, definitely when it comes to like federal crimes, this isn't necessarily anything new. So let's not pretend like that in itself isn't nothing new. He's just yelling it from the mountaintops right now that this is what's going to happen. I'd like to try to convince your libertarian friends that when you talk about what government should be doing, federal government should be doing, you, you talk about to provide for the free flow of commerce. Well, right now, when you look at gang violence and you look at what Antifa is doing in other cities, there is no free flow of commerce. What you have are people that have hijacked the free market enterprise in that city and is now blackmailing business owners for protection. You've got the common good to pass laws so there's not just chaos in in the streets, right, as a federal government um, role. And then you have the protection of citizens, whether it's national defense or whether it's public safety. That's it. So when you talk about limited government to appeal to your libertarian friends, those are the three roles of government that I believe the federal government should be playing in. Beyond that, they're going outside the scope of what the federal government should be doing. This is clearly providing for public safety in communities that desperately need it. I I would ask the media to go interview grandmothers, mothers, fathers. What are they supposed to do? They're worried about their kids not coming home at night. Mm -hmm. They're hearing gunshots. Little four-year-olds have to go to bed hearing gunshots out their window. What do you want the president to? Because certainly Mayor Lori Lightfoot's not doing anything. And that, but that's the thing. Like it's, that's why I say that it's not as black and white. And even when it, when it happened in uh, Portland, that's what I was asking. More so Seattle when the Chaz thing popped off. Like I want, the, I would love for the journalists to get out there and actually interview and discuss with the people that are actually there, not the people that are actually criminals and by criminals i mean they're violating the private property rights of another individual be it in self-ownership or anything like that go ask those individuals how they actually feel about what's going on do they want help um, or anything like that and this is where i I empathize with folks that actually want some sort of help like they're like hey we're drowning over here the guys that claim to protect us aren't doing what it is Eric, that they tell do. me if I'm wrong I think that these liberal mayors literally think that everybody in these communities are criminals and somehow they're trying to appease everyone that they believe is criminals the large majority of inner city folks are good folks yes. just trying to provide for their families and they want relief yeah. mm-hmm. no no I, I don't disagree with that at all and this is why I more so before I get go that route of, of, of like federal government involvement local even local government government involvement I always look at how to liberate the individuals like me. First thing on my list isn't to call for aid for the federal government. I'm generally dogging them every every day uh, of the week. And that still is the case. Like I said, I don't like the idea. However, what's happened definitely is in, in, in spots like Chicago, where they have these uber strict, uh, you know, gun gun laws and, and, and things of that nature, which obviously they don't work in terms of uh, <laughs> disarming the the actual criminals. But there these individuals, they can't protect themselves uh, it is essentially illegal for them in a lot of cases for them to do that. And I look at laws like that that get in the way of not only people coming up with their own voluntary ways of protection, but them protecting uh, like whether it be in a communal effort or anything like that, but also to themselves. And I think that sometimes gets lost when we do discuss these things like that is how individuals within these areas have their hands tied behind their back. We saw this when the whole riding thing was breaking out mm-hmm. in uh, like Minneapolis, the one guy 
on on a pawn shop, shoots a looter. He's the one that goes to jail for murder. That's a problem. And actually, people are they're not even incentivized to come up with these, let's say, more um, like conducive ways to protect themselves and the people around them. They can't even come up with those ways because it's illegal for them to do so. So I like to go at why this is an issue. And yes, the uh, the local governments and, 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 and what they've done, they've incentivized. They've been running these cities into the ground for I don't know how long. And that's a problem and it needs to be addressed. To act like they are rid of any sort of issue is, is just complete nonsense. Well, it's interesting because I feel like this year we've heard a lot of things called a public health crisis or a public health emergency. And you look at these numbers and you go, mm-hmm. man, if anything qualifies, it sure seems like what's going on in Chicago sure does. Yeah, absolutely. When you see literally dozens upon dozens of murders every every night. Um, look at St. Louis as well. Right. You talked about gun rights. St. Louis, by my count, last Saturday, I think there were like eight people shot. I think one or two people killed in, on a Saturday night in St. Louis. And then you have the McCloskeys charged yes, exactly. with, with felony uh, use of a firearm. Now, these are law-abiding citizens who never fired a shot. The power of firearms ownership came out in that no shots were fired. No property was damaged. Nobody was killed. It is the exact reason why we have the Second Amendment. And yet they're charged with a crime. And Kim Gardner, the prosecutor in Missouri, does not chase after the the mugger. Somebody was knocked over the head with a bottle. They took his wallet. And there was all kinds of things going on. These people are free roaming around town and they want to call it a gun crisis. I will tell you, it's an illegal gun crisis. As a big two-way advocate, I'm all for a war on illegal guns. Not law-abiding citizens who own guns. Well, it's really interesting. 14 of the mayors asked the feds to stop deploying officers to cities in response to the protests. 14 of them. Seattle, Portland, Atlanta, Chicago, Washington, Tucson, uh, Kansas City, Boston. I mean, the list goes on and on. And they said it's the... Uh, politicization, excuse me, of federal law enforcement. They're just saying this is a a power play to help Donald Trump get elected. What do you think about that? I I disagree that that's the case because I know if the shoe was on the other foot, they wouldn't say that. It wouldn't be an issue, let's say, if Barack Obama was sending... uh, sending help to try to get things under uh, like under control with all of this craziness that's going on. Look, I'm a guy that always is talking about dissolving from, like, let's say the federal government like me. When I talk about actually moving towards freedom, as unpopular as it may be uh, with with some of my colleagues, I think that as we do this craziness starts to move on, secession actually might be a legitimate thing that we're talking about. And it may not just be of Texas. It may be guys on the couch. Definitely if Trump gets reelected, California might be like, we want out and I'm all for it. Like, like, absolutely. That's these are these are legitimate things that can happen. And I think when it comes to moving freedom towards the individual, I think that that's something that's going to have to happen. But the reason why it's not as black and white as that is because these people, the the local governments in a lot of cases, have tied the hands behind their backs of the individuals that are within those uh, communities. So to act as if, again, what what, and unfortunately him reacting, Trump reacting that's what it sets up. It sets up them to act like, well, we don't want old federal overreach, even though they call for him just a couple of months ago for do to do, let's say, nationwide lockdowns or nationwide mass mandate. They don't care about rights, states' rights or anything like that. That's not anything that they care about. This is because it will make maybe definitely if it, let's say if some things cleared up, it will make Trump look good. And they don't want that. You know what I mean? So they don't care. But let's not pretend like they care about, oh, states rights or anything like that of that nature. They don't give a crap about any of that. Man, I love how fired up you get. This is fun. I love it. (laughs) All right. We've got to go to break. We've got more coming up in just a minute. 
I like the passion. I like the yeah. good passion. This is good passion. This is a lot of good stuff. A lot of good stuff today. to the news and why. All right, so we've been hearing a lot about Portland Mayor Ted Wheeler lately. Well, he went to visit protesters to offer his support. He got cursed out, told to resign, and tear gassed, and we've got some footage of that. Check this out. I'm not going to lie. It stings. It's hard to breathe. And um, I can tell you uh, with 100% honesty, I saw nothing that provoked this response. It's nasty stuff. I'm not afraid, but I am pissed off. All right, so it wasn't even just the, the cursing out of the, the tear gas. He also had people put leaf blowers uh, in his face. They were throwing water at him. Um, he, they were just throwing objects at him, but he was there, he said, to emphasize that he wants the federal authorities out of the way. He feels like the protesters are peacefully protesting, that everything is under control. What do you guys think about Can this? I tell you this? <laughs> and I have it on well-heated authority that this whole thing by this mayor is an absolute sham. My buddy Chuck Holton, who's an Army Ranger, he worked with me at NRA TV when I was over there as a war correspondent, was there that night not 15 feet from the mayor. And he says, Chuck Holton says, the mayor had positioned himself in front of that courthouse. The protesters that were peacefully protesting were away from the courthouse. The rioters, Chuck Colton texted me this and said, nothing could be further from the truth, the mayor says. I was 15 yards from him. He was not with protesters who were one building over. He was in front of the courthouse where Antifa were actively assaulting the building with fires, fireworks, paint-filled water balloons, rocks, and bottles. And this is the most important part. Wheeler positioned himself right in the middle where federal agents he knew would emerge from the courthouse. And federal agents, according to my buddy who was on the ground, said they warned them over the loudspeaker numerous times to disperse the area or they would use crowd control measures. That mayor is a sham. And he ought to be ashamed of himself. And he's lying to the American public. And he's making a big movie out of this whole thing. Because all of it is bogus nonsense. He knew what would happen, and he's trying to gain favor with what? Street thugs? Domestic terrorists? They didn't elect you. For, for whatever reason, the good people of Portland elected him, and now he's turned their backs on him and America, and certainly he's lying to the face of the American public. Yeah, I mean, I would think if there's something that's very bad going on, someone's a bad individual, they do something that is wrong, you shouldn't have to lie in order to or set up a scene mm -hmm. as if it's not the case. If that is the case, I don't really understand what they have to gain aside from maybe he loves to bask in the popular po popularity that he gets uh, from this. Some people are egotistical like that. They're narcissists like that. Some people are really like that. And of course, they are in positions of power. So maybe that's the case. But the question is, what? <laughs> the, the Antifa lunatics are so dumb. They're calling him. Uh, 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 yes, they're calling him a works. Nazi, and he's the one that's actually defending their right to do what they're doing. Exactly, and this is why I've said, and it's like we were talking about last segment, why it's always been a mistake 
from a strategic standpoint, especially for non, uh, like non, let's say these general leftists, like I, I say libertarians, like shouldn't go out of their way to defend these types, even though you can also in the same breath say, okay, maybe what the federal government is doing is wrong or not preferable. It's to go to the, like to jump in front of the bullet for them is complete nonsense because they're not going to return a favor. How many times have we seen this throughout the, the course of this stuff where folks that are like, oh, we're on your side. And then they say, I don't care. You're a Nazi. You're a bad person. Yada, yada, yada. It's the worst thing you can call somebody. Exactly. Is a racist. Of course. I just urge people go to Twitter, go to any social media and, and type in hashtag Portland. And you'll see the video yes. of them throwing Molotov cocktails at federal agents who are defending a United States courthouse, a federal building. They're not going to roll over like the police did in Seattle and other cities around this country in Minneapolis and just give up government buildings mm-hmm. and that's what I, I call domestic terrorists. That's not happening that, under President Trump's watch. It is not happening. Hate to break the news to everybody. And that's why I don't necessarily say that it's like something new for me to be afraid of. Again, even if I'm even if I'm against it, because, yes, if you go if they no matter if it's illegitimately claimed or not, if you go to a federal building right and you're destroying it of course they're going to react and protect it just like a, a local gang would their own property in their own territory or something like that they do the same thing so it's like to to not acknowledge that when we talk about what is overreach is again being dishonest we have to understand how, how we got to this point and what is actually happening and no matter where you're at on the political spectrum it's a very easy thing to just acknowledge that for what it is i think there's people on different different sides of this that are so uh, they just want to paint like the other side as this or paint that person as that. And they feel like they have to lie to get there. You shouldn't have to do it. Well, those protesters uh, in Portland, they did list their demands. So yeah. let's take a listen to what they want. Sure, it's libertarian, too. <laughs> yeah. They want to defund the Portland Police Bureau by at least 50 percent. And then they want that money reinvested into the communities, especially the black community. They want to free all the protesters from jail. They want to get federal law enforcement officers out of Portland, and then they want to force Wheeler to resign. So they posted their list of demands uh, onto a building uh, right as Mayor Tim Wheeler addressed the crowd. (sighs) They're ISIS demands. They are terroristic demands. The same exact demands you get from a terrorist organization in Afghanistan. They want to release all their prisoners. We want the the president of Afghanistan to resign or Iraq to to step down. This is right out of the playbook of a terrorist organization. These are domestic terrorists making demands. Give me an absolute break. Of course they want the police to go away. They're lawbreakers. (laughs) But uh, you see what I mean? Like, I I don't uh, this. And I'm glad they did that. I'm I'm actually glad. So even I can point to, again, my fellow libertarians and say, like, more so the first point, the whole defund, I told y'all it was a sham. It was never a legitimate, like, defund, like, hey, guys, we're going to stop giving these guys money and the individuals that have to pay for it and whether it be property tax or anything like that. We're going to let you guys keep it. And if you want to guys want to come up with some other maybe method of security, you can do that. That was never, ever on the table. We do not have to pretend like that was the case. These guys are not trying to move in the direction of liberty. The only thing here is that they feel as if maybe the current government gets in the way of how they want to use it. That's all that it is to act like they're not authoritarian, to act like they're trying to move to the side of liberty is completely bogus. And we need to stop pretending like that's the case. Just because you see that something's wrong does not mean that you want the right solution. I I agree. Um, Oregon's they have a Democratic lawmaker in Oregon, Portland. Uh, He's saying the riots aren't out of control and that some people just have strong feelings. Of course they do. And of course, that's what he said. He's a complete 
hack. They're all hacks. They don't. They, again, I think it's more about beefing with Trump or the Republicans and just trying I, to. I, act I need as to ask that question, and, and I know there's not a lot of Democrats and liberals that watch these programs, but I'm sure there's a few. And I want to know from all of you, if you're watching, are you embarrassed? Are you absolutely embarrassed by the response from your party and liberals? They have to be. What do they mean? There's nothing going on. They're throwing Molotov cocktails. They're destroying police officers. You got cops being hit over the head with water bottles. What do they mean nothing's going on? Yeah. Well, here we've got a soundbite uh, with Representative Earl Blumenmauer. Excuse me. Portland, Oregon is not out of control. To be sure, there are some people who have strong feelings, and there are some who have done things that are inappropriate and unlawful. But that is the challenge of our local officials and our state officials to manage it. Not having somebody unwelcome, uninvited, and unprepared coming in to take this difficult situation and make it worse. So what's interesting to me, this has gone on for over 50 consecutive days there. Police have been attacked with mortars, with lasers, with clubs, with bottles. But he's saying, oh, it's it's not out of control. Can you do me a favor? Can you just put a picture up there of Earl Blomenauer? (laughs) Is this who you really want defending your community with stupid long hair and his dumbass bow tie and his little green bicycle? Uh, Is that the guy that you think is going to be standing up to domestic terrorists? Big Earl? (laughs) I, I, I don't think so. And so how am I supposed to take him seriously? The, the reality is it's sad. A community is under siege and Portland and Chicago and St. Louis and Baltimore and Washington, D.C. and Detroit and Los Angeles and San Francisco don't want to do anything about it. And now they get mad at the president for trying. That's all he's doing is trying. So Big Earl there can shove it as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> all right. And on that note. <laughs> All right, we got a lot coming up, but first, I want to tell you about our sponsor, Rough Greens. You know, if you're like most people, you consider your dog to be a part of the family, and that means love and affection, yeah, but it means a whole lot more than that as well. It means responsibility, right? You know, loving your dog, it takes responsibility because you've got to be concerned about the well-being and the health of your pets. So one of the things that your dog needs is nutrients, vitamins, minerals, antioxidants, probiotics, omega oils. The list goes on, and I can tell you they are not getting it from dry kibble dog food. That stuff is all dead once it leaves the factory. So now Rough Greens, it isn't a dog food. It's a supplement that you put on the dog food, and it is jam-packed with all the things that will promote a happy and healthier lifestyle. Your dog is going to go crazy for Rough Greens, so you can take the Rough Greens 14-day Jumpstart Challenge today for just $14.95, and you can see the difference in your dog in 14 days or less. So if you want to see your dog thrive again, feeling happy, smiling, just go to roughgreens.com slash blaze. That's R-U-F-F greens.com slash blaze. We'll be back in just a minute. Welcome back. Are you ready for some football? Because Washington's NFL team, they have unveiled their new name. And it's not going to offend anybody because it's the Washington football team. (laughs) Who got paid for that? What's so interesting, I mean, a a lot of the things people talk about during quarantine and all that were how creative everybody's getting, how it's just gotten everyone's creative juices flowing, having this extra time to really reflect. Mm -hmm. And and so what they came up with was the Washington football team. (laughs) I don't know. I, I mean... 
it's just for the 2020 season. So they're saying that they are going to come up with something else. And their branding experts that they talked to said, you know, these things take time. So we wanted to just come up with something simple so everybody knows exactly who we are and what we're about. I think that spells it out perfectly. Um, so it's searching for a permanent team name. Uh, they unveiled it, as you can see on Twitter, uh, they unveiled it with the caption, it begins here. So they did announce on July 12th they would retire the Redskins name. It had been using that since 1937, but um, criticism over that team name, that goes back as far as the 1960s. You so. know, the owners of the Redskins have always, have, I notice I'm still using Redskins, have, <laughs> have always said we're keeping the name. So they backed down here. I mean, I, I don't know what choice they had in, in, in the end, right, with all of this mm-hmm. going on. I wish they would have stuck with it. I'm not sure the NFL would have let or ste- even stepped in and even sued them to change the name. But I wonder if this is their way of sticking it back to the NFL, right? The Washington football team, like, hey, NFL, you want us to change your name? Well, here's our name. We're just a football team. <laughs> I think, that, and that's why I'm for it. I, don't, I want it to be, I say make it permanent. I say make it permanent. It's the goofiest thing that you could possibly come up with <laughs> to just say, all right, you wanted a name off of it. Here it is. We're, we're, we're in Washington. We're a football team. Washington football team. Right. And I say leave it that way. Just leave it as bland as possible. It can't offend anybody, no matter how whack you think. And now, of course, uh, because you got offended, you, you, you've been so offended so, so much. Now, of course, all that's left and all that's probably going to be left, as we talked about this on the show the other day, are just uh, white mascots. Do you know what I like, though, get... about this logo? This is what the other secret part of this is. If you notice the Washington, the W's, the H, and the N's, they left up little tomahawks at the top of uh, at the top of all those. See those oh, little tomahawks? Man. I forgot about that. Yeah. I, I, I mean, come that. on. Yeah. That, that's that's. Yeah, they still they, somebody will find a way to you know. Of course. Can find a way to get offended by. It. They'll probably say that. Oh well, the, the, now there's a lack of representation or something like that because they didn't go with a more uh, state didn't go with I guess a less offensive native name or, or something of that nature. But I think if you're gonna stick it to them. This is a decent way to, I even think, to do it like that. Just, Just leave it. It's bland. Well, it's really interesting because my, my husband is from a Native American family, and they weren't offended by it at all. In fact, they thought it was pretty cool to have representation in the NFL, and they liked the logo, and they didn't have any issue with it. I understand why people do, but I just thought that was interesting. Everybody feels so differently about it, but it does seem like they really felt pressured because their largest corporate sponsor is FedEx and their the FedEx name is on the stadium and they said if the team didn't change its name they would That's remove its signage yeah. and then along with FedEx a group of investors worth more than 600 billion wrote letters to Nike and PepsiCo and encouraged them to pressure the team to change uh, Nike cannot have any say in anything with their ties to China and human rights violations there Nike's <laughs> out of it as far as I'm concerned they don't get a say <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Well, okay, so going to the football games, that's a whole other can of worms that we've got to talk about because they are requiring coronavirus masks if you're going to be a fan at the game when they start having them, uh, allowing fans to come into the stadium. So it says an NFL referee will issue a 15-yard penalty for any legal face mask on the field. So you have to be mindful of that if you're a fan. Um, This is league-wide, so everybody's going to be required to wear face coverings. This is what I thought was interesting. Now they have to make all of these rules saying no players shall grasp, control, twist, turn, push, or pull the face mask of an opponent in any direction. If you grasp an opponent's face mask, you have to immediately release it. If you don't immediately release it and controls his opponent with it, it's a foul. But that's already a rule. Right, face mask. So, yeah. But they're having to make all these masks specific. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like... like uh, 
I don't see how this happens, and like obviously someone's gonna end up testing positive or something like that. Of course, I'm, 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 I don't understand what sports are doing right now. I know basketball has also kicked back up. Somebody's gonna test positive. What are they even in the bubble? They're gonna shut down the whole. But I have no idea how they plan to sort of uh, work around it. But a lot of what they do seems to be just for just to appease certain crowds um, instead of just saying like and being you know. Let's not be ridiculous about it. The reality is most people is going to probably get it. Some of those guys are very healthy, healthy football players that are going to get it. I'm pretty sure most mm-hmm. of them are going to be fine. And I would hope that whether it be like NFL and sports leagues, they could lead the charge and say, this is just a reality. And we can't bend and break and act like this isn't going to be the case because it absolutely is going to be the case so we have to continue as such yes you can have your you know cost precautions and such but you have to be realistic and they're not they're not we're acting as if this isn't going to be the case and they're trying to continue i got a question but come on I, you know what I got, I got a question for you yes. if you were a professional football player and you were making millions of dollars a year would you risk it would you risk getting the chinese virus the wuhan flu oh, for, yes, for the millions of dollars Yet these guys are complaining. <laughs> you, you got professional baseball players that are saying they don't want to get bad. They want their full pay. I mean, millions of dollars are making. Let me tell you something. When this whole state was shut down, I was risking it coming in to do the news yeah. of why it matters. Yeah. And I'm not even getting paid to do it. <laughs> and I was happy to risk my life over it. Well, now let me ask you this. So they're requiring fans to wear face masks as well. Would you sit through an entire football game with a mask on? Now, if you're in a cold weather state, it's probably not as big of a deal because they're wearing face coverings anyway. But mm-hmm. if you're in a, you know, a southern state where it can still be very hot in December they, or February. They don't let me bring my firearm into Cowboys Stadium so I don't go to Cowboys games. Mm. All right. So, so, no, I'm not going to wear a face mask. I'd rather sit on my couch and yeah. watch the game on my big That's screen. That's what I was wondering. Like, would you rather just watch it at home? Yeah, at this It's point. a different energy, you yeah. know, when you're watching it at home versus being in stadium. But would you... Absolutely, I'd rather watch it at home. Um, there is something special, obviously, to be there, but it's not like it's going back to the same capacity as it was, which the atmosphere, all of that was what it was about. That's why I used to love going to definitely like Dallas Mavericks games because that's what it was all about. When If they are going to try to bring it back and then they have all of these rules where you're basically, oh, you, you can't move, you can't just go to the concessions freely. You have to cover your, cover your face, definitely for those more out, out, outdoor venues uh, when we talk about baseball and, 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 and football and and so forth when those things are happening like for what reason would people want to go there unless maybe they got free tickets or something like that but if it feels like you're almost going to be more uncomfortable watching it there than you are do, in your do you own see house. in baseball you can pay to have your picture put in the stands behind home plate do you see this you see they've got fans pictures behind the behind home plate and you can pay to have your picture As put back there <laughs> Like I that. wish I could be there. Yeah, but, uh, I wish I could be yeah there. I'm with you guys. I think I would rather just stay home in the comfort of my own home and, and watch the game. That's even but we'll see. pre-Chinese yeah, virus. I'd rather exactly. stay home. <laughs> True. All right, we've still got more to come. We're taking a quick break. We'll be right back. Yeah, that's true. I mean, it's gotten to where we're so used to being at home. I mean, even before quarantine. Yeah. Yep. You know, it, it is comfortable on All right, welcome back. So there has been a lot of talk lately about the coming vaccination and what's happening with that. Well, Donald Trump volunteered to take the coronavirus vaccine first or last. And we have a clip of President Trump saying just that. 
Well, you know the way it works. If I'm the first one, they'll say, he's so selfish, he wanted to get the vaccine first. And then other people would say, hey, that's a very brave thing to do. I would absolutely, if they wanted me to, if they thought it was right, I'd take it first or I'd take it last, Mark. You do know that if I take it first, I'll be, either way, I lose on that one, right? If I take it first, and if I take it, if I don't take it, they'll say he doesn't believe in the program. I'll make a deal. I'll take it, and then you We'll take it together. That's okay? right. Good. <laughs> <laughs> a little, a little vaccination buddy there. <laughs> All right. So what do you guys think about him saying that? Well, he's he right. take it first or last? I mean, he's vilified no matter what decision he comes up with. So what he was trying to say to the president was, if I take it first, everyone's going to say, I'm selfish. Look at the president. He took it first before he gave it to Granny, who's, who's at risk of getting it. And then if he takes it last, they're going to say, oh, well, look at the president. He's not taking. He's afraid to take it. It must be dangerous. Nice. He can't win. No, no, you're completely right. Like there is no winning, uh, certainly in that, um, no matter if he took it first or last, it wouldn't have mattered. He's completely right on that. Uh, but I'm glad they're going to do that because they rolling out a, a, a vaccine this fast. I'm not signing up on board. If y'all going to be growing like baby legs or something out of y'all next uh, years down the line, I'm not going to be the guy. to. So I, I, I'll, I'll let y'all do the, the whole clinical trial and y'all can do that first. Well, that's it's coming pretty soon. It sounds like uh, Pfizer and then the biotech firm BioNTech said uh, the government's placed a $1.9 billion order for 100 million doses of COVID-19 vaccine and then they might acquire 500 million doses more. Um, it says that they're going to start the first three phases of trial testing later this month on 30,000 participants. Good luck. I guess I'm surprised that there's 30,000 people that are willing to sign up. So, you know, my view uh, on this is liberals always look for someone else to protect them. They cannot take it upon themselves to protect themselves or even have the guts that I'm going to survive something. Liberals want a vaccine. They want to know that there's some kind of wall around them that's going to help and protect them. Like if they come out with a, a vaccine, I promise you, this is a game changer for the election. President Trump will, will, will be in such a better position if there is a vaccine available for this, for this virus. Yeah, it's pretty admirable that he offered to take it because he really hasn't said a whole lot about his personal feelings about vaccination, which I thought was interesting. Um, so on that note, homeschooling, because, I mean, vaccines are a huge topic with people who sending their kids to public school, homeschooling, all that anyway. But now uh, homeschooling enrollment, it's booming because people aren't certain if schools are reopening when they're reopening parents want to withdraw their kids from school because they haven't been happy with the uh, online education that they got during quarantine. Um, it says in Texas, the Texas Homeschool Coalition says they've been flooded with calls from parents who have been dissatisfied with the way things have been handled. They want to pull their kids out of public school entirely and homeschool them. Um, and Texas isn't alone. Nebraska's homeschool filings have jumped 21 percent over last year already. And 40 percent of parents, this really surprised me, 40 percent of parents are more likely to consider homeschooling their children this year due to coronavirus. That seemed like a really high number to me because homeschooling, I mean, my son is not even two years old, so mm. I can't imagine how hard it is to homeschool kids. But I, I have conflicting feelings about that because that's a huge responsibility. And as a parent that's not a teacher, I don't know if I would be up to the challenge. For my 11-year-old son, the, the straight-ahead path to failure is to have me homeschool. <laughs> that would be an utter disaster. Now, I'm a big fan of homeschooling for families that, that can do that. But, man, I, I, there's no way I'm homeschooling my son. And the bottom line is there is absolutely zero evidence 
that these children are at severe risk of the Chinese virus going to the hospital for it and even dying of it. And I point to the YMCA in New York City, 50,000 kids from March through June cared for by New York City public education, adults in the room, 50,000 kids, not one outbreak of COVID because there is no transmission between kids and adults and adults and kids. It's just not happening. Yeah, I mean, anything that takes us to the public school system, I'm all about. So whether it be homeschool, private school, and all that, I think it's one of the most rotten you have kids. Uh, no. no. <laughs> That's easy uh, for yeah, you yeah. To say. Well, no, I would say that if I have, because there's no way I'm going to be putting my kids uh, with these other guys' rotten knucklehead, not head kids. I'm just not going to do it. <laughs> um, this is something that I'm actually. I'm aggressively against. Um, I think that when you look at the scene that has been set, a lot of that has been funneled by way of the public school and the public education system. When we talk about police unions and them being defunded and all of this and broken up, I think we have to talk about the teachers unions um, as well in that regards. But this is one of the things that has set the scene. When I look at those guys, when you talk about state agents, when you talk about the propaganda wing of, of, of the state, this is what I look at in the public education system. So anything that's taken into that, I'm glad people are looking to more alternatives um, and I would most definitely like to see regardless uh, on the other side of this definitely those people that are being able to like homeschool their kids or do something else whether it be private school or something of that nature I would hope that they're incentivized to keep their money uh, allowed to keep their money instead of being taxed be it property tax or whatever it is that's going to that institution be it the public school system mm-hmm. so they're not paying for what they aren't Get utilizing it. I love that that's great All right, so we've got one more story for you this block. Uh, Biden hits Trump for saying coronavirus originated in China and suggests Americans can't distinguish Chinese from other Asians. And we've got a clip of that. Look what he's doing now. He's blaming everything on 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 China. He's blaming everything on the Chinese. He's blaming everything. And people don't make a distinction, as you well know, when a South Korean and and someone from Beijing, they make no distinction. It's Asia. And that's the way he, and he's just using it as a wedge. What's on this? That doesn't even make sense. That doesn't even make sense. Like, I don't know what he's talking about. If you say Chinese, that's the distinction. Right there, that's the, the distinction. What is he, I don't know what he's talking about. They don't make it. They just say Asian. Well, that would mean if he would say it's the Asian flu. But that's not what you, you said. What he I said. think he just did there? I don't think he necessarily insulted President Trump. I think he insulted every single person in America that somehow yeah, we don't know true. the difference between a South Korean and a Chinese. Mm. I mean, that's what he's saying. People can't make the distinction on their own. We must tell you everything. Again, I get back to the question, are you not embarrassed by defund the police? Are you not embarrassed by your candidate for president of the United States? Well, he claims also the term China virus was used to create racism against Asian Americans. And even though the insult, it was originally directed at the Chinese government, but he, that's why he's saying, you know, us calling it that or not being able to tell who's from China and who isn't, that that's just a pure form of racism. It's the Chinese virus because it originated <laughs> in China. In China. <laughs> and yes, it is meant to hold the Chinese government accountable. Well, <laughs> well, this was before my time, but in 1968, wasn't there the, the Hong Kong virus? Yes, yes, yes. I mean, uh, uh, whether it be West Nile, they always, there's plenty of viruses that are named after the, the locale that they're, that they're in. They act like that's something new. But because we they say that it's chi- Chinese, now all of a sudden it's an act of racism. But I guess West Nile or... Ebola, right, those were fine. Right. River, like I guess those aren't right. That doesn't make sense. But if they can call you racist, they'll try to dig and go through this rabbit hole to try to figure that out. I like the Chinese plague. 
There you go, plague. That's a, yeah, yeah, that's a Chinese plague. (laughs) Underused word these days. (laughs) All right, so we're going to go to break. We'll come back with our poll results. Yeah, plague. That's a good one. It's poll time, so we're going to go over our poll results from our question yesterday, and it was, what is the biggest threat to the future of America? Is it the national debt, the spread of socialism, cancel culture, or rising inequality? And 78.9% of you said the spread of socialism. That doesn't surprise me, really. No, spread of socialism is certainly dangerous. Yeah. I thought the national debt would beat cancel culture. No. It's dangerous, the national debt, what we're doing right now. Yeah, isn't that the truth? Yeah. And we've got our question uh, for today, which is, did President Trump make the right move sending federal agents to Chicago to combat its violent crime epidemic? Gentlemen, we have about a minute left. Give me your answers. Yes, he did. Oh, oh man. I, I'm going to say no, uh, but the reason why I'm saying no is because I, I know the scene that this set up. That's more so my position, um, you know, on that. There's a lot, lot of underlying issues that we talked about earlier in the show that I think has to be addressed before that action would be taken. But I understand it. I, I absolutely understand it. And I don't feel feel like that's overreach in the sense that I don't expect it. Definitely, if you're destroying the feds and what they call property, property you should expect it. That's not anything new. People deserve some relief. They need it. And they're not getting it by their leaders yeah. in those cities. That's, yeah. That part's true for sure. Well, and I feel like no matter what he does, people are going to yeah. say, you know, da- yeah, it doesn't matter. he's kicking a hornet's nest by doing it. He's, you know, if he's not doing it, he's not showing leadership. So kind of a lose-lose. Hey, you did a great job today. Well, thanks for yeah. letting yeah. me hang out fun. with you guys today. Yeah. I appreciate it. We appreciate you guys listening and watching. It's a lot of fun. This is what a crazy one. <laughs> That's what I love about it. Thanks for listening to the news and why it matters. We hope you enjoyed the podcast. If you'd like to watch the program, become a Blaze TV subscriber and start your free trial now at blazetv.com.